This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. This week, we're catching up with the familiar Bachelor Nation face, Kayla Quinn. If you remember, she made it to Fantasy Suite Week on Ben Higgins' season and then did Paradise, where she was famously in a love triangle with Jared and Ashley. We're very excited to catch up with Kayla, but before that, you know how we got to do it. Mike, we got to get into our hot takes. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. We got to get into the hot takes. You guys caused quite a stir and you had a lot of ladies out there smiling uh, over the weekend because there was a, I want to say it's already gone viral, a viral photo of you and Nate working out in the gym and it it definitely caused quite a stir. So how did that develop? Are you guys workout buddies now? What's going on here? I mean, we just homies that live in the same city, you know? Okay. Uh, I, I absolutely adore working out. I call it my sanctuary. Nate feels absolutely. the same way when it comes to working out. So it's two homies getting a workout in, you know? Why not? So so you know I gotta ask you, man. I mean, obviously it was a it was big news in Bachelor Nation last week when him and Michelle broke up. Yeah. You know, former Bachelorette, her pick, you know, they broke up, you know, six months and less or less. They broke up after only a little less than six months. So what you know, did you guys talk about anything? Did he seek your advice? Like, how is it? What's his temperament right now? How is he doing with the whole breakup? Um, uh, Nate, Nate and I definitely spoke a little bit. I personally don't ask Nate or people in general a lot of questions uh, when it comes to their relationship unless they feel comfortable speaking about it. Uh, but I can definitely say that Nate, <laughs> it sucks that like people assume a lot of things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I saw. I don't know if you saw that whole, the whole, uh, you know, he basically came out and basically wanted to put it, he wanted to put an end to a lot of rumors out there. So he basically gave a laundry list of, of things that he wanted to clarify. I don't know if you saw that. But. Oh, no, I definitely, I, yeah, I did see that. Well, like, yeah, it's just, you know, if, let's say I dated a woman from Bachelor Nation, we break up, people automatically gonna assume Mike Johnson did this. When it's that's truly unfair, or they're gonna assume this girl did this. This is why I'm extremely, I'm not gonna lie about it, man. I'm extremely scared to date a woman in Bachelor Nation. It's just because people will take sides simply based upon one of two things one, your gender, or two, how they, how you're, how what you've posted on social is perceived. And I say how you've posted on social because at the end of the day, every single human being on social posts what they do. Yeah. Want you to see. Yeah, and especially yeah. how maybe people were perceived on the show, right? Yeah, and then how people were perceived on TV as well. So yeah. uh, I could definitely say that, Nate, 
I'm, you know, my positive ass. They uh, definitely getting some of that rubbed off every time I'm hanging out with him. So there's that for sure. Okay, so hey man, uh, I wish him nothing but the best. And uh, I wish both you know, of him, him, him and Michelle, him and Michelle, of course. Yeah, him and Michelle, nothing but the best. You know, it's shout out easy. to our sister station. It's never easy. But anyway, man, let's get into these hot takes. I want to, I, I want to ask you, man, because I think any, I think a lot of people can relate to this. There's a saying. I've actually gotten this advice from my in-laws as well. Um, going to bed angry. You know that saying, don't ever go to bed angry. Like one of the keys yeah. to a successful relationship. Yeah. Do you buy that? Nope. You don't? I don't buy it. Nope. Zero Why is that? I don't buy it at all because you can't make a decision or you can't make a statement that is blanket for everybody. What I mean by that is when I was in my last relationship, my ex would like to take time to gather her thoughts and think about the situation. Me, I'm like, hey, I'm ready to go now. You know what I mean? And if I'm dating someone that is not that type of individual that's ready to go now, they may say something out of character. They may say something that they may forgot to have said something that they really wanted to say. You just don't ever know. And so I think that that is bad advice because you can't have a blanket statement. Now, what I do agree with is this. Being peaceful before you go to bed. Don't go to bed saying, F you, and then go to bed, right? Say something more along the lines of, hey. That's hard to do. <laughs> it is, but this yeah. is, I mean, a relationship of any caliber is hard, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so I think I think a better thing to say is, hey, yeah, I'm pissed off right now. Uh, I would love to talk about it tomorrow or the next day. I feel you. I feel and you, you can say that and go to bed. Don't have malice behind the words when you say it because it's about the inflections, right? 80% uh, of communication is body language. So I think that that's a fair thing to say in comparison to F you. And go to bed, you know. Yeah. What about you? Um, it's funny because what you mentioned about your ex, I was more like her, where I needed to, you know, go off to the side, maybe gather my thoughts, cool down a little bit. Rachel, her conflict resolution style was it. She wanted to handle it now. So we've gotten to, <laughs> you know, we've adapted and like now we know each other a lot more when it comes to that. But as far as going to bed angry, I don't necessarily think it's bad advice. Like I think it's nice in theory and it it's definitely something to strive for, but to I feel like, for you. yeah, like I feel like at the end of the day, it's not real life, right? Like sometimes arguments are are just too heated and too complicated to figure it all out in one night. Like it's happened in my relationship with Rachel, and it's happened in past relationships as well. Sometimes Thank we're just you. sometimes it was like we're just too damn tired, right? Like we have this argument at night, it gets Schedule contentious, yeah, it gets contentious. We want to go to bed because we have to wake up early and be productive, right? So. You know, sitting there and unpacking everything, you know, we got to get this right before we go to bed and unpacking everything. It could lead to more arguing and just, you know, you going around in circles once again. So I believe that sometimes you just have to take a beat, collect your thoughts and just pick up things where, you know, when tempers have cooled off a bit and, you know, really try to come back to the table with with peace and, and resolution on your mind and just seeing things from the other person's perspe- perspective um, and vice versa, right? You know, like look yourself in the mirror, see where you went wrong in the conversation, right? Like what's, you know, what are you guilty of? And, and hopefully the other person could do the same thing. And when you guys come together, whether that's a day later, two days later, three days later, you know, you finally resolve it. But, you know, I, just- I, I like that piece. Three days, like, hey, you got three days. You know, yeah, I mean, you don't need to take forever on it. And you made a great point about it's not real. It's not real life. Yeah. If person X cheats on you, for example, you ain't going to bed happy. Yeah. It's not happening. Like, 
before I cuss your ass, you know, cuss you out, I need to to gather my I, thoughts before I come at you crazy. I mean, if anything, it could maybe even be like unhealthy and give you like a false sense of security, right? Like it's like you yeah. have a, a huge argument and then it's like, oh, we got to make peace before we go to bed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But then you have still have those lingering feelings yeah. and that possibly comes out in a blowout fight later on down the line because you're still not over it. Like, I'd rather take the time to get over stuff, you know, really work things out in my head and then come together and work it out in, uh, between the two of us and really resolve it. You know what I'm saying? Then just, you know, patching it up and then, you know, having it blow up later. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Just patching it up for PC because some people are yeah. not conflict. I, I have, I'm not afraid of conflict, right? Yeah, obviously via my social. Some people rather just not deal with conflict. And those people are just as beautiful, you know? They really yeah. just not deal with conflict at all. So what you're saying is exactly what they may do is just you or you may make somebody shut down, which is as we both know, the worst thing within relationships is to just shut down. Yeah. Right? Uh, you want to give that so, person space to to be themselves and be able to communicate. You know, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell my children when they get married, hey dad, you know, what's good advice? I'm not gonna say don't go to bed angry. No. F that. I'm going to say, make sure you have your thoughts gathered before you come to your partner, whether that takes an hour or three days. And I feel that also with that being said, make sure you know your partner. And when you know your partner, you got to continue to remember it. You can't forget it seven years down the road. Yep. Yep. Or know who they are Amen. now. They may have changed. That's all that. But Amen. you said some things that kind of lead into, into my hot take. Well, you had mentioned that <laughs> I wanted this. I'm glad I get to ask you this one first. You had mentioned that, you know, see your point and how you could have been wrong or see it from their point of view, things of that nature. So my hot take for you, especially right now, man, what we got going on in the world, what we got going on in America. Uh, can you be friends with someone who feels differently about something that happened in the news, something politically? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a tough one, bro. I mean, I, I here's the thing. Like I, I guess I'm I'm putting it in my own context, and I'll explain now. Like I think you can. It's it's very tricky though, obviously, because on one hand, you have somebody who, let's say, you grew up with, right? Like for me, that would be a a thirty year plus relationship. Someone who's been with me through thick and thin has always been there for me no matter what, and. Yeah, they're practically family. And sometimes it is family, right? Where, yeah, lots of you know, it, it, they're actual blood relatives. And on the other hand, you have beliefs that are on the complete opposite spectrum of what this person believes in. And it makes you look at them sideways and makes you question a lot of things about that person, right? So it kind of like begs the question, do you throw away a lifelong relationship because you don't see eye to eye with that person or not? Right. I think it's I think everyone is different. And I think everyone, every person in their own relationships handles things differently. Like for me, I come I compartmentalize. I, I compartmentalize okay. things. And honestly, I just know Like I know certain people. They have certain beliefs. It is what it is. I've known these people for a long time. And some of them are in my own family. And it's like I just try not to talk about that stuff honestly like i try to avoid those types of subjects um you know maybe that's not the best way to do things but i just try to focus on the positivity of my bond with that person and what got us to that long-term relationship in the first place um i mean if it does come up obviously i will disagree i will i will argue with them you know what i'm saying um 
at the end of the day, they may be so entrenched in their views and I may be so entrenched that it may not go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to throw away, you know, a lifelong relationship for somebody's opinion on the matter, even though it, it in, in my view, it may be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's fucked yeah. up that you think that way. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And I'll tell them that. I'll tell them that. I mean, if it, if it does come up. That's funny. That's funny. I don't know. What um, about you, man? It's just tough. It's a tough. No, it, it is tough. I feel that when we pass courtesy, you know, when we give someone that kindness that we could hear and maybe hear a different perspective. Like for me, when the, the Roe vs. Wade thing happened, if anyone wants to know my thoughts, they can go check it out on my Instagram, right? Uh, I stand on one side, but I've definitely learned and heard things from the people that feel differently, right? I definitely learned from like, oh, wow, I didn't know what that was. And I still love and care about those individuals. I would agree with you and say that simply there's, it depends on what specific topic we're talking about. And if you, if you are able to have and give me that same amount of kindness and courtesy that I'll definitely bring to the table for you. If you can't give me that, then I just don't want to talk to you in general. No, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there when it comes to levels. Like there are levels, like there are certain things and certain beliefs, certain opinions where, yeah, I mean, that may be a quote unquote deal breaker with even somebody that you know, you've been friends with forever. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, oh, man. shit, families fight all the time and they don't talk for years over this type of stuff. Right. So, yeah, like I think that, you know, there are levels. But, yeah, for something for 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 certain opinions, maybe not so much. But, yeah, I definitely think there's levels to this, like you said. And, um, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. Brian, let me ask you this. Heads <laughs> or tails? Pick one. Tails never fails. Tells them and fails. I bet. Mm, open up. Tells us this is the question. I'm gonna double down with that. It's not yeah. your family or friends. It's your spouse. Ooh. I mean, you know, you know, Rachel ain't gonna put up with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's your man. spouse though. You and Rachel see eye to eye on on something politically. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, when sorry. it comes to that, obviously, you know. You know, with everything going on in America and, you know, a lot of these decisions affecting, you know, black people more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it wouldn't even be right for me to think opposite of what my wife thinks. You know what I'm saying? Her being black and all. It's mm -hmm. like it, it would be like I, I wouldn't expect her to put up with that from me. You know what I'm saying? So I love it the answer to that yeah yeah no so it's um i mean especially in my situation but like in any situation i just think it's tough i mean some people say opposites attract but not in that way you know what i'm saying like i feel like you know you kind of have a, a lot i think you're going to get along way more if you have the same morals and ethics and just you know you kind of follow the same guidelines when it comes to you know politics maybe not so much religion but you know, because I, but yeah, I mean, in today's climate, it's, I just feel like it's, it's segregated things so much more. But that's definitely a hard one, you know, because people do change as we get older. And I just hope to never have to go through that. And for those that have, I'd love for y'all to, you know, just DM us and let us know how that took place and how you guys handled it. Amen. But 
I think this is a perfect uh, segue. I would love to hear Kayla Quinn, our beautiful guest today, aka Austin native resident also. We'd love to get her thoughts on this. So let's talk about Kayla. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the show, Kayla. How you doing today? Great. So excited to be here, Brian. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Brian and I both been wanting you here, so it's great to have you. I know, but I've been meaning to have you over to my house. You're not too far away in Austin, and I have some single ladies coming over in two weeks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, Mike is re- single and ready to mingle right now. Uh, I yeah, I'll know. Both We're having a water smile. slide party, so you can, you can oh, like, water slide party. I'm there. DMs. I'm there. Yeah. I'll, I'll slide in person. That's not bad. Uh, <laughs> I'll slide in person, definitely. So I am there for you being a wing woman for a water slide. I'm a, I'm a big kid at heart, so I love it. Awesome. My, my, my bucket list goal is to find Mike, his wife. You know that, right, Kayla? <gasps> I didn't know that. But I can I be your like third wheel? Yeah. Listen, if you want to pull an assist, I, I I'll pass it right to you. <laughs> OK, perfect. How have you been since we've seen you on our TV screens? Um, I've been great. A lot has changed. I think it's been six, five or six years since I've been on the show. Um, met a guy uh, in person, not on TV. <laughs> fell in love, got married, had a dog, and now we just bought a house. So talk about that. Give us a little bit more detail. How has married life been? It's your, you're actually, you just celebrated your one year, right? Yeah, Brian, we did um, celebrated one year. We got married in Florida and it was amazing. And I'm just lucky because I have a partner who's just like really chill, down to earth, kind of like you guys, like a guy's guy. Guys, guys, love that. Well, let's see what this guy's guy did. Let's see the ring. Come on now. Show it off. Flaunt that. Oh, thank goodness. I almost like I usually sometimes forget to put it on. But flawless victory. Love it. (laughs) Thanks. Nick is um, my same age. We're both 30. He's from Chicago. So we're both Midwesterners. Um, and that's one of the things we connected over. Um, we were set up when we met um, five years ago. And I still think to this day, I'm so grateful for my girlfriend because she could have set him up with anybody and she chose me and I'm the lucky girl. So was well, it like... Talk about that setup. Yes. Yeah. Talk about the setup because I personally, I don't like setups. Right? I've never you liked setups. What? Just because on, there's Brian. a there's a chance that it could go wrong and then it might, you know, you might uh it might damage the relationship between all three of you. I don't know. I just rather just do it organically on my own. Like I don't want any pressure of people setting us up, but it worked for you. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about that setup. How did it happen? No, but I get where you're coming from because if you run in the same circles, you don't want to like 
you know, messy the waters because you're just, you're just going to see them over and over again. But we got really lucky because I had been dating in New York and so had he for a couple years. And you guys know when you're dating in a big city, you just, there's people are texting multiple people at once. So you never know what relationship you're in, where, what the status is. So I had been just so sick of dating in New York that I was actually about to move to San Francisco when my girlfriend texted me, Hey, do you want to get drinks tonight? And I had literally ordered boxes that morning and was going to move in a couple months. And, um, and I was like, what the heck? We'll get a couple of drinks it's New York. Maybe this is a good farewell. And I remember being at this little downtown bar in um, New York called the Wren and it was packed shoulder to shoulder. And I see this really cute Italian guy kind of like weaving his way through the crowd. And um, it was New York fashion week. So I was with a bunch of girls and we were all dressed up full lashes, heels on. And he introduced himself to every other girl at the table and save me for last because he wanted to talk to me the longest. My man, so I, that that I mean, he had, he had it all planned out, like on his walk over to you. <laughs> yes, that, that's yes, like, right. He's got, he's, he's like, got, he's got you, moves. I know what she looks like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so yeah. Your girlfriend definitely showed him your IG. Oh, he totally did. And you know what? He even says this to this day. Well, I, I kind of got it out of him. I was like, Oh, were you really interested in dating me when you saw my photo or heard about me? And he, or did you just want to like sleep with someone from the show, you know? And you you were just bold with it like that, huh? I love that. I love that. I know his answer. What did he (laughs) say? He said, of course, he just wanted to sleep with me. But then I I like you. Honest. (laughs) Once I got to know you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's good. I keep his life interesting. Keep it spicy. He's always, he's never bored. That's for sure. Well, but yeah, like later, I was we saying, yeah. And you know, I, I think setups are the best thing. And so it's now my mission in life to set someone else up. Cause I feel like, like return the so favor hard. to somebody. Yeah, totally pay it forward. Kayla, I gotta go ask. I gotta go back. Nick was, you guys had met at a dinner. He was very smooth. I approve cause I would do the exact same. <laughs> Say the best for last. Talk to you. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I love the man. He's an honest guy. Uh, he's like, yeah, of course I want to hit. But <laughs> then he's like, wow, I actually like this woman. And, you know, five years later, you guys have been married for a year. What, like, did you anticipate getting married to him? Or did you just want to hit also? Because, like, it's a 50-50 world that we live in, for one. Well, it, I, trust me, it wasn't like, I mean, dating you guys know it's not always it's not all physical i think i was always looking for that person but i think i was a little jaded after being hurt so many times about after like feeling a lot of rejection and just wanting to be my own independent person that i was like you know what at that point in my life if i never was with a partner if i never met someone i'd be okay i love who i am i love what i do i love the community i'm building and when you're securing yourself you don't need someone else to complete you they just compliment you yeah. and so when i met him i'm so grateful that it was that time because i felt so secure in my life and that i didn't like rely on him for anything and kayla at, at what point like, would you say you realize, okay, this, this is, this could be my person. Like, I, I, I like where this is going. Like, was there a point in the relationship? And if so, at what point and what, what was that sign that you got? Um, I feel like I, like almost like a couple months in a year into our relationship, 
I could see him being the one because we were traveling a lot together. He traveled a lot for work and he would just scoop me up and take me with him. And we just have a lot of the same foundational um, priorities in life. We both wanted to just like focus on careers. We're both very driven. We both wanted to travel and see the world and then eventually start a family. And I think when all of those things align with timing, I just like kind of knew that he was the one because also it was just so easy. You know, dating shouldn't be hard. And like, we just clicked and he felt like my best friend from the beginning. I love that. Talking about that though, I want to know. So you guys just celebrated your first year of marriage. Mm -hmm. What like lessons have you learned during being in a relationship during a pandemic, right? Which is obviously totally. crazy in itself. And just the first year of marriage, how's that? What relationship, What advice could you give? I mean, it's not always perfect. Brian, you probably are on the same page. It's never as easy as it seems. Correct. People who make it look easy, <laughs> they are lying. <laughs> yeah, Instagram lies to you. It's not always like perfect. Um, but what I learned in our first year, and this is so important, this is like nuggets of gold that therapists will tell you that it is so important to set boundaries with your partner. Amen. Boundaries in a relationship will save you. They will be um, what your partner relies on to understand you when you are emotional because we're on this emotional roller coaster. And when I say boundaries, I mean, whatever you guys are arguing about in a relationship, whether it's you know, you're on Instagram too much, or you are played too many video games, or I feel ignored on the weekends, whatever that thing you're feeling inside with your partner to resolve it. All you have to do is communicate concrete boundaries. And the reason why I say that is because I hate to say it, but to me, men happen to be very black and white. So they just want to know the rules. And so they're never going to guess what you're thinking, but when you give them like things that will make you feel better anyway it helps them understand and speak your language for example what what were you going to say well the biggest hurdle that my husband and i had to overcome in our relationship was social media like how much i was on my phone have you been there it's your business it's your business exactly no and you guys know this exact situation and he would feel really uncomfortable whenever i had my phone out when he came home from work he felt like i was always recording you know birthdays and candles and dinners and food eats first as most people know the saying um with instagram um but I could tell that it was really taking a toll on our relationship. You know, people got irritable. I'm saying people, no one specific. Um, and, and everyone, sometimes our feelings would get hurt and we would say things that we didn't mean. And so some boundaries that we set that helped us communicate better were, I won't have my phone two hours after he comes home from work. Just because I feel like he had the pressure of the day on his shoulders, I don't know what's walking through the door. He doesn't want whatever emotional baggage or stress to be seen by the world. He just wanted to feel like our home was a safe space. And it took us a while to communicate that, but creating that healthy boundary of two hours, no phone really helped us. And sorry, those headphones make me laugh. But another healthy boundary was 
um, at night, I charge my phone in another room. I don't even keep it in our bedroom because I don't want the notifications. I want to be fully present. And he has an alarm on his phone. So I always charge my phone in the kitchen and leave it there. And in the morning, I know it'll still be waiting for me. It will be. What, is, what does Nick do for a living, by the way? Um, he works in tech okay. investing. Such an awesome... All, everybody in Austin, Brian does tech. It's a tech, I, it's a tech capital bro, becoming at least. So yeah. tech. <laughs> it is so tech. Mike, I'm ready for you to come up with an app or something. Uh, I might be working on something. You he is know. a sex coach. Maybe <laughs> I, I don't know. I see something Ooh. in that realm. Uh, there you next, go. Huh? Next subject. <laughs> so, from what you just said, Kayla, right? From what you just said in regards to boundaries and just the beauty of communication and conversation. How do you feel? This is one of our hot takes, right? How do you feel about the old saying, the old adage, uh, you should never go to bed angry. Um, I don't believe in that. Okay. I, I, I don't care. I, I'll go to bed angry. I'll go to bed sassy. There's so many emotions. <laughs> I feel like you're sleeping in the same emotion, bed also. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Sleeping in the same bed is fine. It's fine. My thing is like, I would rather be calm and go into a conversation without the heatedness, without the fire, without the tension and having really processed my emotions because I'm a Sagittarius. So I will just say, th I like talk through my thoughts and sometimes I say the wrong thing first and I have to apologize. So I'd rather calm down. What about your conflict resolution styles? Like when you first got, when you guys first came together, were you on the same page when it came to that? Because I know like Mike and I talked about this earlier and a bunch of podcasts ago, uh, like Rachel and I, like she was the one that wanted to solve things right then and there. I needed to take yeah. a beat, step away, you know, gather my feelings. I, and then I, I would I would come back to the table a little bit more calm. And I feel like we'd be able to resolve that better. So she had to adapt to that, you know, and understand how I functioned. And, you know, we're a lot better now. But how was it with you guys? I mean, that's amazing. Rachel, like, is able to, you know, listen to you and you guys can meet in the middle. Yeah. When it comes to our conflict style, um, we're both firstborns. And when you're a firstborn child, you are used to being the leader. You are used to saying what's on your mind. And I hate to say it, but you're used to getting your way a lot of the time. And so when you have two firstborns in a relationship, we just did a lot of butting heads and I'm just a fiery personality. He's a fiery Italian. And so we kind of are like a burst of <laughs> conflict. And then we calm down after like one minute, say, I'm sorry, and let it go. Hmm. Just like that. <laughs> just like that. I just feel like we say what we're feeling in the moment and we never hold anything in. And that's healthy for us because we don't hold grudges. We're not passive aggressive. Um, and then we say how we feel. And then we ask each other, like, why do you feel that way? And talk through it. And I think that that's really helped us. I'm a firstborn, so, and I'm like super, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I wonder how. Do you, do you agree with that? Because I feel like they say middle children are always trying to prove themselves. Yeah. They feel unseen and they're trying to prove themselves to the world, to their parents, but most of all to themselves. And it's enough is never enough. And then for the youngest children, they say that, you know, they're the babies. You, um, kind of spoiled sometimes and um, but also <laughs> independent but also very independent you know you take you get stuff you get shit done you are you like your own warrior yeah there's some truth to everything you just said 
<laughs> for sure. There's some sure. truth to what you said uh, in regards to being a leader for firstborn, but I completely disagree about trying to get your way because I grew up in a household of all women and my way was never heard. <laughs> like, ever heard. Gender plays, you're right. That's true. Gender right. plays a lot into it. Well, I wanted to know, so I saw you guys were in New York, right? What made you guys even come to Austin? Um, so we moved from New York a year ago after living there five years. And I think we were just ready for a new chapter. You know, we turned 30 and I don't know if you guys ever feel this way, but do you ever feel like you've outgrown a phase? Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, I'm ready for what's next. And some, and a lot of the times I know it's hard for people because you can't change or you're like waiting for what's next, but you can't make that happen. Whether it's meeting a person, whether it's changing a job, whether it's having a baby, sometimes that's out of your control, but changing a city was in our control. And it's been the coolest, you know, first year of marriage for us because it's brought us together. We, we rely on each other, we're each other's teammates and um, we're starting from zero. And it's nice to write our own story without having the influence of anyone else. That's awesome. Now, Kayla, we got we got to get into uh, some a little bit of a messy situation. We got to go back to I guess people are calling it Snake Gate. Um, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> you know, you know, we had to talk about this uh, a little yeah. while back. You know, there you got into a little hot water on social media when you posted a video yeah. to your story of someone. It was a gardener, I believe, killing a snake with scissors, and that garnered mm -hmm. a lot of backlash. So, can you just tell us like? What happened in that situation, just like in your own explanation? And what have you learned from that experience? Um, well, I want to start off by saying um, I should not have posted it in the first place. I should not have done any. I should not have done that, reacted that way. And I com take complete responsibility. I feel horrible for that entire situation. It's even giving me like anxiety um, thinking about it. But um I just, I just did the wrong thing. You know, sometimes the lines are blurred on social media and I, I think I posted it in the moment and I feel horrible and um, yeah, it happened a couple months ago. And basically what happened is I'm a city girl in the suburbs and after living in New York for so long, um, I, and finding my way transitioning here in Austin. And I wasn't used to as much wildlife. Um, we've had two rattlesnakes in our garage and I almost stepped on one and I had a panic attack and I like lived in fear for a couple months to even step out of our front door that I might, you know, see another one. Oh. And so there's a lot of fear that built up in my body that just makes me react, made me react in the wrong way. And I completely apologize. It was completely the wrong thing. And the other two snakes, um, we relocated humanely, but this one in the backyard, we had just gotten a puppy and I was really afraid that he would play with it and feel like it's okay to be around. Um, and of course there's other snakes that are deadly. And I think I a hundred percent reacted in the wrong way. I a hundred percent shouldn't have posted it. I a hundred percent take responsibility and I'm really sorry. And, um, yeah, I just wish I could take it back. Um, as someone that grew up in Texas all my life and you know, we're both in the same city. 
want to have your back. Uh, I could definitely see a living house full of women growing up in that space. There's been many of the stories that I have that some of the ladies in my household were definitely terrified of going outside because of X, Y, and Z being in the yard, which you just never know. And then too, I know you personally, mm -hmm. and you were like uber sweet. Um, so if anyone thinks the opposite, you're super sweet. And I know that that wasn't like your intent wasn't how it was received. And you've mm -hmm. seen what took place. And I know that you are genuinely apologetic about it. Um, but yeah, welcome to Texas. There's a lot of uh, snakes. Should have told you that. And I think I, I hate to say it, that nothing justifies anything. I think the reason, though, that my reaction was to post it is because I never want to be the girl that makes my life look perfect. I I try and post, you know, the real like real life, you know, and um, and the raw stuff. So no makeup and or like whatever's happening in the house. We had our house flood, you know. I haven't said this yet, but our a car crashed into our house like two weeks into owning it. Oh, geez. But is everybody yeah, okay? I mean, like, was there a lot of damage? Um, I feel horrible. It was a person right across the street. It was her, it was the week of Thanksgiving, and her mother was in town and she mixed up the brake and the gas. And she, her like 80 year old grand, her 80 year old mother slammed on the gas and we got it on the ring camera and she like catapulted into our house. It was crazy. Wow. Um, but just for privacy reasons, I didn't want to share the story or the video um, on social media. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say like, just being a new homeowner, transitioning in life, it's not always perfect. And sometimes you make mistakes and I definitely made a mistake and um, it won't happen again. And Kayla, I'm interested to know, what did, how did your hu husband handle that whole situation? Because obviously, you know, people were putting you through the ringer and criticizing you. Like, yeah. how was he... How did he act as that support system for you? And, and what was his reaction to the whole thing? Oh, he is the most supportive man in the entire world. And I'm so lucky because I just have him as a shoulder to lean on. And he was there um, when it happened. And he was he is barely on Instagram. So he didn't even see it till later. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you shouldn't have posted that. And, and we talked through it. And but he was just there to help me feel like I can be human and say, I'm sorry and move on with my life. And I'm not a horrible person because I really did internalize that. And then really had to think like, you know, what can I do to make, to like be better and just react better in life? And how can I learn from this? And he was that person to talk through it with. I'm happy that you uh, have that person and Nick and your husband and you guys are able to talk to it, talk through it. You mentioned Nick saying that, you know, babe, you're a human being, right? Uh, but you also are an influencer mm -hmm. and in times i am not new to backlash uh, whatsoever and yeah i think that you have a pretty darn squeaky clean you know public facing image and so this may be one of the first and only times that someone may say something whatsoever negative about you and i mean that from a most loving aspect is that how do you feel when it comes to being an influencer and speaking out against things that you may feel are wrong in the public eye. Do you, you know, how, how does your brain operate when it comes to things like that? Um, I think it's really hard to, to define what you want to speak out about. Mm -hmm. um, you're right. I think you have to process it and, you can't obviously speak on every topic 
because there's so much happening and we're not news source. Like no one follows. I don't like, I don't follow Brian and and I don't follow you, Mike, for to be my news source. I'm not like, Oh, what's Mike up to today? Like, is he going to tell me, you know, what's going on in politics? No, I, I, I think that that's, um, hopefully where people can be a little more forgiving, but I do think it's important to speak out when history is being made and when, and because we do have a voice and I do think it's important to speak on topics that, um, you know, where you can evoke change um, and when it's like, when it's personal to you. Uh, has anyone ever asked you questions like this before in an interview? No. Okay, I can no, feel that. From you. <laughs> I, can can, feel that. I know, I know. <laughs> putting putting you mean, on the hot seat a little bit. <laughs> She's, I, I can feel you, it, Brian. This, this is what we do I'm here, though. We talk it out. Toaster. Yeah. I know, I know. Talking I feel it out like is all about really thought-provoking conversation. So. <laughs> really talking it out. No, I mean, it's hard because I am not the person. I'm not generally the person to post about that kind of stuff. And I think that's for a reason. And I think it's because it's really I'm really protective over um, what I talk about and my and my community. Definitely. Hi. So when it comes to that and you and Nick, you know, for the first time going through this, the backlash from social media, what would you want people to know that almost don't treat you or the three of us as human beings, you know, at times? What would yeah. you say to that? Um, I would just like, I don't know. I would, I hope that people pause before they send a message because we are real people and some stuff really hurts. Like you have no idea what came out with this whole situation. Like people were messaging my family, messaging me saying that my head should be cut off. They were messaging my husband saying he should divorce me. They were just like slews of paragraphs and just tons of words that I didn't even know existed. Um, but it really, I think what I want people to know is when you send a message, pe people like us, we're real people, and we internalize it. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like someone threw something at you and it's like, you can't get it off. Like they, they threw their words at you and it's like ink that you just like can't get off your body and it seeps into your skin and you feel it and you carry it for months at a time. And we all make mistakes and it, you just hope that people are forgiving and can move on. I don't know if I explained that well, but I just feel like people's words are really internalized and you just, it's hard to shake and feel like you're okay. Or I don't know, it's, it's hard to, to move on. I think on. that in our position, it's kind of cool, um, not because like what well, people think is cool, but because we have learned a certain level of understanding, right? Of humanity and being human and like, hey, that may have been wrong, but hey, let's not completely charge that person to come after their entire family or you know go out of their name for X, Y, and Z. And so uh, I will say from a positive standpoint that you've seen how people can come at you, which the funny thing, mm -hmm. they would never do that in person. You know, they would never. Right. You're like the sweetest person. They would never do that in person. No. But in our position, it's kind of cool that for those that of us that have taken that heat to now give more kindness to others. Right. Yeah. And, and so, Kayla, I mean, in, in addition to obviously that it affected not only you, but the people around you, your family. Um, how did it affect? Because, I mean, from what I understand, it also affected your livelihood in a sense. Right. Your 
you know, your ability to make money. Like people even reached out to brands that you work with. I mean, how did, how did that make you feel? Um, I mean, people are entitled, you know, I, all I can say is I did the wrong thing and, you know, I, this, I know that this is a gift. We are all gifted with this life, this job, this career, this community, this platform, this is a gift. And I did the wrong thing and I will forever and was, I'm very grateful for it. So I mean, what people don't realize is we, when I, when we create content, we we do this for a living. I either try to educate, inform, or entertain people with what I post and it's all free to them. And so these partnerships that align with who you are, whether I, it's, I'm not going to name brands, but these partnerships are our livelihood and yeah, it did affect, it, it did affect me and you know what? I believe in God and I think he wanted to humble me and slow down my life. And I'm just taking this time to just really spend time with my husband and just the people around me and, and ground myself. And you know what? At the end of the day, I have a background in marketing. If I go back to a nine to five, like it's okay. I just want the reason why I do what I do, the reason why I'm on social media is because I want to connect with other people. That's my whole mission in life is to connect on a meaningful level, whether it's you're going through a relationship, a breakup. Um, some of these women I've been talking to for six or more years, and I just want to connect with them. And And the day that they don't feel connected to me, the day that they want me to move on, I will. I'm just, I, I, I do it because I love these people and these women and we're growing up together. That's like a lot of the stuff that I feel like people don't see. I mean, obviously you had this blemish on your social media platform and it seems like you've owned up to it. You realize it was a mistake. You apologize for it through and through. And, you know, I, I, I wish people really harped on a lot more of the positive things that you do. Right. I mean, it sounds like you, you know, us being influencers, like I can't tell you how many times, like how many messages, Mike, do you receive from people that, you know, were inspired by you or you've helped them out? Kayla, I'm sure the same thing, but you really don't hear those types of stories, right? Like all that gets swept under the rug. That's not news. That's not tea. But then when, you know, you do slip up once now it's blasted and, you know, people throw you into this category and they don't really see all those other positive things that you're doing for people. That wasn't a question. It was just a statement, I guess. No, (laughs) right. I, I, I think I appreciate you saying that and you're right. And I connect with that and you're right. All of the, the years, all the good moments, all the helpful content, all of the traveling, you know, tips and all this stuff, all the relationship connections, like you're right. Sometimes I don't know. I don't know. I I just think this is hard. And I, you know, social media is the wild, wild west. We're all redefining. We're all learning. We're all evolving. And it's just hard to, um, it's hard to grow with it sometimes or, or know what to do. Uh, I I think that uh, the thing to do is to can, is to learn to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, genuinely be apologetic when you've done something wrong, which you have. And to continue to move forward. Well, I appreciate you guys like wanting to talk, talk it out. I appreciate you guys having me on here because, um, I do No, I feel like you guys are, you create a safe space and, and I appreciate 
um, yeah, that you wanted to talk about it and you understand. <laughs> Talking about it, you understand? I completely yeah, understand. We, it, came, yeah. it came full circle, Brian. It came full circle. Yes. I completely understand. Absolutely. And we appreciate <laughs> you for being so vulnerable, honest, and open. Uh, you know, that's what we do here on, on this podcast. But I don't so know, now, Mike, yeah, well, I wanted to get something a little bit more positive. Yes. <laughs> um, I love positive. Yeah, let's talk positive. Let's talk paradise. Can we? <laughs> Can we please? So honestly, oh, that's how we all sure. got here. You, uh, you were actually involved in one of the more famous <laughs> love triangles oh, on the God. beach. Paradise history back in the day with Jared and Ashley. I actually remember watching that. Um, like, what's your, you? what are your memories? I actually do. I actually do. That was one of the, I mean, it was a huge story we're at the time, off right? The books. Yeah, we're dusting off the books. Yeah. Exactly. Going back in time. Um, what do you like? What do you remember from that, that time? What do you like? What did you take away from that situation and everything that you went through during that season? Uh, well, I want to start by saying I'm so happy for them. They have a baby. Mm -hmm. You guys, I'm sure I've talked to them a million times. Everything worked out the way it's meant to be. I'm so happy for them. And to turn back time, I think what I take away from the situation, what do I remember? It was so long ago, but um, I it wasn't the best for me. I mean, to start off, obviously, I was in a love triangle that I didn't anticipate um, when I when they asked me to do it. Um, I, I was told I was meeting other people as well. And when I arrived on the beach, there was only one single person for me to go on a date with. And, um, and yeah, I just, I just have this like pit in my stomach still. And I still feel really sick about it because I don't feel like everything was fully resolved and it, it doesn't feel good to think that there's someone out there that hates you. I, I don't know if she hates me now. I don't know if we've moved on from things, but um, I didn't have closure with that. And the last thing I remember is, you know, that feeling of someone being like, wow, I really hate you. So can you explain that a little further? But, like what, what did you feel wasn't resolved per se? I mean, um, I think I owe both of them an apology, hmm. first of all, because when I was going there, I had just three weeks, maybe a couple months prior been off The Bachelor. I was just seeing somebody else. And so I think I was still processing that um, experience, which was very real to me, that when I went on Paradise um, a couple months later, I, I was very guarded. And when I went on a date with Jared, I think he was more invested than I was. And I was kind of looking for, you know, fun times in my twenties. And when you have a third party who is interested in Jared, um, I think, I think it was just like a tense situation. Obviously there's, th there's a love triangle, you know, and I feel like I owe them both an apology because I should have let them see each other. I should have just let that happen. And I shouldn't have stayed with him for as long as we did. I don't think what happened was very smooth or graceful. And I don't think I handled it very well. I think 
at the end of the day, what happened was I was really afraid and I felt really alone and I didn't connect with anybody there. And so I was trying to connect with Jared and maybe stay in a relationship that wasn't meant to be. So looking back, you maybe would have just, you know, let them basically flush out their feelings for each other. And if he came back, great. If not, kind of just let them let them handle their situation. And instead of just trying to maybe force it with you in a sense, like, I, I don't know if I'm asking. Yeah, I think we were, we were we were we weren't we were just seeing each other. Yeah. Um, when we left the show, we were seeing each other. And I think I should have just we were just talking like yeah. I should have broken up with him and not left with him if that makes sense. Um, I think that um, my character was, was questioned and, and understandably, I think she really loved him and and they were meant to be, they're so happy together. They had a beautiful, they have a beautiful family. They were meant to be. And I, I got caught in the middle. It's kind of like, I don't know, being, you know, blocking two people like in your, you know, I don't know, bas- in basketball or I don't do sports, but you know, <laughs> when you're blocking them and they want to get you. around you or, you, you know what I'm saying? Sports I just felt like I was, got you, yeah. not my suit. I just felt like I was in the way and I apologize. And if there's anything that I could say to Ashley and Jared, like, I am so sorry for how things happened. Um, I genuinely had a friendship with Ashley before that. I heard, you know, what's so funny is there's photos of her and I that pop up on my phone. And, um, and I think she's a really good person. And I think she's, she just like is a genuine person. And, and I'm sad for how things ended up. Cause I think we could have been real friends. Um, and I'm sorry, cause Jared's super cool. And, and they're just, I, I just shouldn't have been in the middle. I, I don't even know what to say in this situation. Have you ever been in a love triangle? No. Mike needs to go on paradise. Find out. Nah, I, nah, I, <laughs> Mike, I, I, come on. No, haven't been to love triangle. Uh, sorry, <laughs> been that's the thing. But, like uh, you don't. Uh, sometimes you don't know in real life. You don't know if you're in a love triangle. Like you may be the other true. person. You know what I'm saying? That's the, true. On the Bachelor, though, you know you're in a that love triangle. <laughs> Talking about be, on, love triangle on the Bachelor. What advice do you have for someone that may be in a love triangle from Bachelor Paradise this season that's about to come out? Oh my gosh. If, it, if my advice for anyone in a love triangle would be just like be, be your genuine self, only stay into it. If you feel a genuine connection, mm-hmm. you know, don't get in other people's way. Don't meddle. Like if, if you see two people mutually connecting and you're the third party, just like go away, see someone else go to Wells at the bar, <laughs> grab well, second margarita. bar. A few margaritas. Yeah. Yes. Like do not be the third wheel. Um, just like let people live out their relationships and don't interfere. I think the I first think part of that is in general. Yeah. Do you still keep up with the show? I do. Yeah, do? I do. I, I love the show. I'll be honest. I watch the bachelor more than I do paradise. I feel like paradise still like <laughs> makes me a little nauseous, but, um, sure. I watch the bachelor and the bachelorette religiously. Kayla, I must know. I must know. Since I'm loving you and Nick, we're all going to get barbecue. We're going to the slip and slide. When am I going to be an uncle? Tell me. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Everybody wants to know. Mike, Mike, tell me the secret. If you know how to make a baby, let me know. Um, <laughs> okay. We we will see. Any, <laughs> um, 
you know, time will tell. It's kind of like in the works. We'll see. Um, okay. And hopefully in the next year. Hopefully next year. You heard it here first. In a perfect mm-hmm. world, you could talk to God. How many are we having? Um, I think three, maybe four. Ooh. That's that's okay. a lot. That's a lot. Okay. Are you, are you sure you're ready for that? Yes, I I have two arms. He has two arms. <laughs> strap, strap that's the thought process, Brian. Back. I have two arms. <laughs> he has two arms. I love it. It's like I remember no, my sister said that. I remember my sister said that. She was like, after two, she was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah, that's it. Two, two, two and done. Oh man. Uh, no, two, two and done. So last question for you. Then we'll let you go. Do you have any hopes for the Bachelor franchise? And if so, what are they? You know, my hope for the Bachelor franchise is that it keeps its authentic self from the beginning. When I was on the show, it was before social media was big. And our season was still like girls who just wanted to date the guy, you know? And I just hope that we just have more genuine people who are looking for love and I understand there's like the entertaining, there's the drama, but I I'm there for the love. So I just hope we have a ton of girls and a ton of guys who are ready to meet their person because that's what I want to see. Do you feel like it hasn't been there for the love as of late? I feel like, I feel like people have been really distracted by other things. I feel like some people haven't been ready, but um, whenever there's, you know, something works out like Brian and Rachel, like I lived for that. Like I loved Rachel. I love your season. Like, like that's what keeps me going. And so I think that gives a lot of us hope. And for us old married couples like Nick and I, like we want to see that romance still alive and, and happening before us. So I think the past couple of years, it's been hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cloud chasers and, you know, platform exactly. seekers and yeah, hopefully those, those guys or women can be, weeded out, you know, and the true love stories right. prevail in the end. <clears throat> totally. And then lastly, you know, we know that you're, your favorite podcast ever is talking it out. And we always love for our guests to drop a gem. What's the gem that you have for us, Kayla? Um, My gem is that life is too short to wait to fall in love. Whether that's with your career, whether that's with a passion project, whether it's with another person or yourself, Life is too short. Got to take massive action. Go for it. There you go. Love that. I know. Sorry. I like, yeah. I needed to hear that. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for that, Jim. I needed to hear that. I appreciate you so much. Of course. No, thank you guys for talking out with me. You're so sweet and so awesome. And if you're ever in Austin, Brian, the three of us have to go out. Listen, uh, Rachel went to Texas, so... We could potentially be in Austin very soon. Visiting, I'm trying so. to get them to come to the uh, to the UT and Bama game. Yes, let's go. I'm down. There you I'm, go. I'm all about college football. Bro, we see <laughs> I promise. I promise. I'll let my husband Nick do all the sports talking. I'll just like <laughs> yeah, please. I'll be you the and your reference list. All, <laughs> all she was like block, <laughs> and so I don't know. You know, go around like <laughs> a pick. It's called a pick. It's called a pick. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. So thank you so no. much for coming on, Kayla. I know, uh, you know, some of the questions weren't, weren't easy, but uh, thank you yeah. for just being open and honest with us and, and, and sharing your, your truth. Definitely. Of course. Second Appreciate thank you, you having truth, me. For sure. Thank you guys so much. Oh, man, Mike, that was a refreshing conversation with Kayla. I mean, I thought she, you know, we asked difficult questions, you know, difficult topics that, you know, obviously she's been affected by. Um, 
you know, and I thought she handled it gracefully and, you know, was able to be really open and honest with us. Oh, absolutely. I think that the beautiful thing about getting to see the aftermath of something take place, of something that had happened and how you handle it afterwards, is when someone can see your character. And yeah. she was apologetic and she seemed to have learned from her situation. And that's what's beautiful to see, right? Yeah. How the yeah, person the growth, grows from a situation. From so, yep. Kayla, I salute you. I'm just uh, happy for you and Nick. So I love having you on. Absolutely. Really enjoyed that conversation. And to all of our listeners, we hope you did too. So thank you for tuning into today's episode. And you know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, your comments, and your insight. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow us. Message us on Talking It Out. Be in on IG. That's Talking It Out. Be as in Bachelor in as a Nation on IG. And as always, baby, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Let's us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, don't DM me no more. See you that subscribe. We lay out.